Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another podcast, another show of Doug and Renee. Married Life. Married Life. Married Life. Living without envy or strife. Married Life. Married Life. Married Life. This is us. Husband and wife. <laughs> Married life. <laughs> <laughs> he was looking like, uh, I don't know what the rhyme to that. Yeah, I got I got you, boo. Because you are the uh the poet. The poet and and you uh you spit like uh freestyle. You just I just flow. Yeah, you just flow. You just I'd have to write my stuff down and read it. You just off the top of your head, you just... I just spit stuff right off the top of my dome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's a gift. I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, thank you, dear. We don't have a podcast about that. God's gifts and callings are without repentance and respecting the husband's gift and the wife gifting? Yeah, I wasn't going to say all that, but yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but for today... Yeah. We are... <laughs> Still talking about love, laugh, learn, and live. And live. And this is part two of our series that we just started. And so what I would like to do is pick up from last week. I want to jump right into it and pick up from last week. A couple of things I want to say, first and foremost. Uh, Last week when we were talking about God is love, that is in 1 John 4 and 16. God is love. And then also you were talking or you asked me about having sensitive conversations uh, with your spouse. And I started off by saying, you know, first you want to pray about it, pray and fast, so on and so off, mm-hmm. so on and so on before you have those conversations. And excuse me, excuse me, got all choked up. <laughs> Some <laughs> I did, got all choked up. Some conversations um, are so sensitive or so sensitive in nature or sensitive to the person that you're talking to or, or even for yourself that some conversations you just have to have by faith. You just have to believe by faith we just need to talk about this and get this out in the open, mm-hmm. whatever it is, because, you know, uh, we just got to shed some light on this, whatever the subject is. You just got to have a by faith conversation. Again, this is my opinion um, by faith that it'll all work out because I know there have been times where I've prayed and I fasted and I was like, Lord, I need to say something to Renee. And how do I say it? Who's highly sensitive. Well, I wasn't going to say it. That's okay. I'm (laughs) put it out there. Like I, I know, no, and I've done all those things. I'm like, okay, I know you're a morning person. So we got to have the conversation in the morning and I try to do everything I need to know. But ultimately, it just becomes a step of faith, a leap of faith to initiate that conversation. And it helps uh, because a lot of times you have conversations in your head and you automatically think you already know what your spouse is going to say. And then they can just switch it up on you and say something like, oh, my God, I didn't, really, I didn't think you were going to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, God answers prayer. So well, Sometimes in your head it makes sense, but then when you say it, you realize for yourself, 
I'm not saying you, but I'm just speaking for mm-hmm. people in general. I'll speak for myself. It makes sense in my head. And then when I say it out loud, it doesn't make the same sense yeah. <laughs> that it made in my head. Mm-hmm. When I said it, it's like, hmm, that's not right. Yeah. So sometimes it's good to have those conversations for that reason, too. Again, yeah. like you said, shed light on it. Mm-hmm. Sidebar real quick. I have done that at work. I've had conversations in my head. And then when I told my team something, I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Forget it. And I've told them that. I said, some conversations I have in my head, and it sounds good in my head, but when I talk to you, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, that was a sidebar. That didn't cost you anything. For all you managers and directors out there, I just gave you that for free. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) So, love, laugh, learn, live. I want to pick up where we left off last week with a scripture. And this is the Amplified versions, Ephesians 6 and 14. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage around your waist, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness in upright heart, in upright heart. So in the King James, it talks about um, having on the, the, the armor the armor of truth, and your loins gird about with, with truth. And I wanted, I wanted to specifically talk about your loins being gird about with truth. And in the Amplified, it talks about the wide band of truth, personal integrity, moral courage. Your loins have to be girded upon with truth. So what does that mean? And we've said this since, I don't know, since we've been doing this show. If you want God's results... You have to do it God's way. Yes. And so, um, and I, I can't, I've been trying to think of a nice way to say this, but hopefully everybody listening to this is an adult. Um, no nookie before you're married. You don't get to test drive the car. In other words. Before you buy the car. No premarital sex. You don't get the milk without buying the cow. <laughs> so that was so, so chill. <laughs> Yep, that's what old school uh, people say. Uh, however you want to say it. My wife just said it. It's 21st century. No what? No premarital sex. That's the truth. And we are still talking love, laugh, learn, and live. And you're saying, oh, but I love so-and-so and so-and-so. And we just talked about this last week about love and love is an action word. And so... Getting to sex. That's not the action we're That's talking about. Action. Yeah. That's not the action <laughs> we're talking about. But, I, but, but when your loins gird about with truth, with truth, I thought it was interesting that the Bible uses that as symbolism, that your loins need to be girded about with truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth is sex is intended for married couples. That's God's yes. truth, period, yes. point blank. And... If I could put that in perspective for people, they're like, what does that mean, your loins? So your loins oh, is yeah. around your stomach area. Yeah. And and, it, yeah. and it's, it's girded, to be girded. So to help put that in your, uh, your, your uh, more, uh, so you could visualize it better. Women, back in the day, they wore a girdle. Mm-hmm. Now you see women wearing uh, Spanx. Spanx. Or those uh, Men wear things. Spanx too. Those I just things. found that out. 
those things that's going <laughs> to, yes, they do, to hold it in. And so what Doug is talking about here is you holding it in, keeping it sacred, keeping it sanctified, keeping it holy, girding it up and tightening it up and holding it in um, so that nothing is um, out there mm-hmm. <laughs> that shouldn't be out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of help people say, well, what does that mean, your loins and the gird? So think about your stomach being placed in a waist, in a waist trainer yeah. or in a girdle or in a Spanx, men and, and women alike. Mm-hmm. When I was, when I was, because I actually was looking this up because I was interested in it. I was like, loins girded about with truth. In the Bible days, you know, when they had your loins girded, that was like your, your private area. Mm-hmm. It's like a wrapping, and then, like you said, a girdle around uh-huh. your around your private area. So you put the truth of God around your private area, your most sacred. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Area, and it's God. You got to put God's truth down there around it, not your truth. Because so God's apparently truth, he's talking to singles, y'all. Yeah. Because if you're married, then yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking to single people right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to get to the married folks. Because we're still talking about love, laugh, learn, and live. Some people, you know, they need to learn, unlearn some things to learn some things. And, but God's truth is the truth, not your truth. You don't get to change or alter the truth to fit your circumstances. There's only one truth. And there, I know there's a saying right now, people say this, well, it's just my truth. Your truth is, is it my truth? Is it Renee's truth? Is it the next person's truth? We all have to live off of God's truth. Which is the truth. Which is the truth. And so what I, what I used to tell my sons when, you know, they were teenagers growing up, I said the best way not to have a situation is to avoid the situation. So there are avoid, you know, certain parties. They would want to ask us for permission if they could go to certain places. And I was like, yeah, I'm really not. Um, feeling that, and I was the more lenient of the two parents growing up, I believe. And so I was like, ah, I'm not really, you know, feeling you going there because I don't want you to get put in a situation. And so when coming back to what we were talking about last week about dating, when you're dating someone, there should be a, a line of demarcation that you don't cross, that you and the person who you're dating saying we are not going to go past this, whatever this is, because you know you don't want to put yourself in a bad situation or in a situation that would be unpleasing to God. On the flip side, that was for my single people. On the flip side, if you're married, you don't get to withhold your, you don't get to withhold sex from your spouse unless you agree upon it. That's something the two of you have to agree upon. And it's not like you use sex as a punishment or, you know, I don't agree with you and you know, you got to sleep on the couch and, you know, you can't sleep in the bed. That's just, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, to hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battles. I'm not talking about anything we've done. But I just want to be clear that you don't get to withhold sex from your spouse because um, for whatever reason. That's, that's not, it's not biblical and it's not right. And I'm going to tell you all why he's laughing because... This was probably, well, we've been married almost 35 years now. So this was probably 20, 
25 years ago. Yeah, I would say it was early on in our marriage. I tried that that TV sitcom I, thing where we had an argument and I'm like, you're not, you're not sleeping in the bed tonight. We're not sleeping together. You sleep on the couch. And he's like, I... I paid for this bed too. And <laughs> if you don't want us to sleep together, that's fine. You sleep on the couch, but I'm not sleeping on the couch. So we have never, even in our anger, and we have been guilty of letting the sun go down on oh, our yeah. wrath. We have yeah, gone, to, gone to bed mad at each other. Pray for us. Um, but we've always been in the same bed mm-hmm. unless one or the other was out of town. Or sick. Uh, on travel. Yeah. Um, even sick, we slept in the bed together. But We've never slept mean, in a separate bed. We may have slept not facing each other. I'm like, you coughing, you need... Mm. Whatever. You still was in the bed <laughs> with me. <laughs> you just faced the other way. Uh, but that's that's where that chuckle came from, because he didn't never believe that we were going to sleep in separate beds. I just didn't believe it, because I felt that you were mad at me. So why should... I have to sleep on the bed, on the couch, if you're mad at me. Because I'm mad at you. See, there, <laughs> there, there goes the things but, we get from but, sitcoms but and the, TV. Here's and the, the laugh part of the uh, the podcast. We can laugh about it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have lived. We, we love each other. Yeah. We have learned. We have lived. And we laugh about it yeah. now. Um, and I know some things when you're going through it, it's not funny. Uh, as my mom would say, with emphasis, at all. Mm. <laughs> it's not funny, at all. But your mom uh, does enunciate. If, yes, every syllable. Um, but at all, we um, we've learned to laugh now, um, and that's why you have to just laugh is good. Laughing, laughing, you laughing, know, laughing is. I don't know if it's in the Bible, but I've heard I've heard it so many times. Laughter is good for the soul. I don't think that's in the Bible, but I know it, it's good for me. I believe it's good for me, and there's got to be some scripture that correlates with you know to everything. There's a time and a season. Yeah, um, laughing has to be uh, healthy. I know um, they say you burn more calories laughing than you do uh, frowning. You know, smiling, mm-hmm. laughing. Uh, so anyway, we digress for a second. Um, as we laughed about you not wanting to sleep in the uh, on the couch. Yeah, wasn't going to do it. So, why do I have Bible to back up, back up my statement that we were just talking about not withholding sex from your spouse? Again, this is this is, I would put this under the learning and living categories. First Corinthians seven two through six in the Message Bible, and I'm going to read all four verses if you don't mind. Uh, please follow along. If you have your Bibles, certainly, but only within a certain context, context, excuse me. It's good for a man to have a wife and for a woman to have a husband. Sexual drives are strong. And I put that in bold. But marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide for a balanced and fulfilling sexual life in a world of sexual disorder. Isn't it amazing how this was written thousands of years ago and it is so applicable today? Uh, the marriage bed must be a place of mutuality, mutuality, excuse me, the husband seeking to satisfy his wife, the wife seeking to satisfy her husband. Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. Uh Oh, marriage is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or not. Say or that. Out. Can you say that sentence again? Which one? 
Marriage is not a place to stand up for your rights. The next one. Marriage is a decision to serve the other, whether in bed or out. Sila. Abstaining from sex is permissible for a period of time if you both agree to it. That's the thing. You both have to agree to it. And it is for and it is for the purposes of prayer and fasting, but only for such times. Then come back together again. Satan has an ingenious way of tempting us when we least expect it. Mm. I'm not understand commanding these periods of abstinence. It is Paul writing. Only providing my best counsel if you should choose them. So we've talked about serving, 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 serving on multiple, multiple podcasts. And my wife says I repeat myself when I really want to emphasize something. We've discussed this about how to serve one another. And so you have to be very, very careful. Very, very careful. Not just careful. Not just very (laughs) careful. Very, very careful. That is the Dantzler way. (laughs) (laughs) And you said it with a straight face, too. I was like, is she serious or are you just trying to say that's what I do? Then, Then when you came with the Dantzler way, I was like, okay. Yes. And you give me the head nod. Like, yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. So, again, I just wanted to be, you know, reiterate to our couples out there, don't use sex as a tool, as a weapon against your spouse because we're all on the same team. There are going to be times where you don't want to have sex, both parties. You don't either, you know, husband and wife. You just don't want to because life, things happen, whether it's medical conditions, whatever it may be. And here we're going to come back to this uh, word we've been using since we since day one, communication. You have to communicate with your spouse. If you're not feeling, you know, having sex or for whatever reason, these are conversations you have to have. So your spouse. And, the, and again, I just read it. Satan has an ingenious way of tempting us when we least expect it. So if you don't have the conversation with your spouse that, you know, Maybe it hurts when you have sex or you're just going through a season where you're not, you know, wanting to have sex. You need to have a conversation with your spouse so they don't so they don't. Satan doesn't start putting ideas, thoughts, movies in their head about, you know, why? Yeah. Why? Why they aren't doing it. Yeah. Painting pictures that isn't that's not real. I'm glad you said that because I was trying to think of it and I was like, I couldn't think of the. The situation yeah. or the same. Yeah, because you said the, you said it. You used the term movie. He will paint out. Uh, he will draw out a, a full out movie for you mm-hmm. uh, with the trailer and the credits at the end and everything, and everything in between about what's going on in the mind of your spouse if you don't communicate it to yeah. them. And we're still talking about loving and laughing and learning and living. And if you love your spouse. You're going to communicate to them. Even Doug mentioned earlier, sometimes those are hard conversations. And, you know, I think in our mind, we probably think sometimes, and I'm putting myself in that category, that, you know, this is just the way I feel. I don't have to explain myself. But you do. You're serving the other person. Mm -hmm. He just read that in 1 Corinthians. Marriage is serving. Marriage is ministry. So you are a partnership. You are becoming one. You have to say to your spouse, Look, you know, I just, I don't feel like having sex. Um, I don't feel good. Um, I'm going through a change of life. Maybe you can't even explain it. 
and maybe you need um, to go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you should still have that conversation with your spouse and say, it's not you, and, and not the cliche type, it's not you, it's me kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but you do have to say that. I just want you to know it's not you. I'm still attracted to you. You're still sexy. I still love you. You know, but at this at this moment in time, give give me some time. Because right now, for, for whatever reason, I'm not feeling like engaging in um, sex. Sex, Yeah, I was trying to think of a, a modern day vernacular oh, for saying making, making love. love. Oh, we've been married a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, but that's, that's part of the, the journey that you have to explain some of the hard things or have conversations or even say, hey, pray for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I'm just not feeling it right now. And we talked about this last time. I, th- I think it was the last... Last week. Last week, or maybe the last uh, podcast where we was talking about if you don't not feeling your spouse at mm-hmm. the moment, because you have seasons where you like, you just not feeling your spouse. Mm-hmm. And I think it should be okay to say it, but it's just important in the way that you say it. Yeah. So that doesn't push them away, because again, the enemy is going, Satan, the devil, is going to use that as a way to say, well, she ain't feeling you right now, but that woman at your job is feeling you. Mm -hmm. You see how she check you out. You see how she compliments you. You see how she always come into your office. You see how she put her hand on your shoulder, how she put her hand on your leg, or he, or he, because I could flip it. It could be the other way around. The husband could tell the wife he's not feeling her, and some man is, you know, paying attention mm-hmm. to her and complimenting her and and things of that nature. So you just have to be careful because, again, we are examples of Christ in the church. Yeah. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He so loved the world. So if you love your spouse like you say you do, then these are conversations you need to have. You need to learn from these conversations Mm -hmm. so that y'all could live together in harmony and eventually have some laughter in the process. Yeah. So I want to come back to something you said. You're talking about, you know, put your hand on your shoulder, put your hand on your leg, he or she. And I'm going to go back to when we started, your loins girt about with truth. If you're going, and I know certain people, you're just huggers. That that's who you are. You are. I'm a guilty. Hugger. I'm a hugger. Yeah. When you meet people, you are a hugger. You have to be very careful. I'm I'm trying to tie this as tie this up as much as I can. As best keep as it, I can. Keep it real. No, as best as I can. Keep it, it real. Some people are huggers. That's their, just their natural inclinations to hug. But if you're if you're if you're in a marriage and you're going through a a season where sex isn't where it should be, mm-hmm. and for lack of a better phrase, you have to be careful because maybe you need to pull back on the hugging, yeah, and the touching, and all that other stuff. Because I just read in First Corinthians seven two and six, Satan has an ingenious way of tempting us when we least expect it. So right. you have to be very mindful and careful about. Okay, I'm not gonna hug Sally if I didn't hug my wife. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, maybe you hugged your wife, but today I don't need to hug Sally because the last time I hugged Sally, I felt some kind of way. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you need to... Sorry if your name is Sally. You need to... Or, or Jane or Diana or mm-hmm. Rhonda, whoever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need to pull it back. Mm-hmm. You need to recognize if you felt some kind of way, uh-oh, that, that should be a, an alarm going off in your head that says, you know what? I don't need to hug her or I don't need to hug any woman. Yeah. Um, or I don't need to hug him, Joe, John, James. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't need to hug any man mm-hmm. kind of thing. And one of the things I'm I'm conscious of, just because I am a hugger, if I hug somebody, I don't I don't full on hug them. I give them like a side hug or like people would say a church, church hug. Up. It's like I put one arm around you kind of like, hey, kind of thing. And it's a second. Mm-hmm. Boom. We gone. Mm-mm. And if I ever get the sense that you look at that or um trying to hold on for more than that one second yeah you get first first of all you getting a you getting an elbow push away um and you're not getting a hug anymore and also if my husband is uncomfortable with it then because i love him i have learned that i have to live my life in such a way that is not Offensive to him mm-hmm. So if he's like You know what I don't like the fact That you hug guys I don't like the fact That people hug you You know Then I have to respect His wishes Although I'm a hugger yeah. To not h- hug Other men Or hug other guys And we just have to Respect our spouse Because What did you say In the scripture earlier We are um, There to, to, to serve For your rights Marriage is a decision To serve the other You love reading that That sentence before Yep <laughs> that's Marriage not the, is not a place To stand up for <laughs> your rights That's not the sentence I'm referring Stay to But single. you love to read that one I done read that I done read that sentence Like four or five times the, It's The one I'm stuck on Is the serving <laughs> one That you are uh, Marriage is a decision To serve the other So if you're single you still have an opportunity to decide yes or no. If you're married, you have already made the decision to serve your husband or to serve your wife, whether it's in the bed or out of the mm-hmm. bed. You are there to serve them. The woman is the helpmate. The husband is the head. Period. Point blank. I'm not making it up. It's in the word. Read it in Ephesians. So come back to what you said about hugging. I think this falls under love, learn, and live for me because I love you enough that, and you love me enough where we've had that conversation or have conversations. Like, I'm, I don't think you should hug her. I don't think you should hug him because of something, whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay. And I'm not a hugger. I'm, that's, that's just not me. But I've, I've uh, studied you long enough where I learned, I've learned that you are a hugger. So I have to let you be you. You let me hug. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He's like, like, do you, boo? But yes, I did it like like a little, like a little happy. Yes. (laughs) So that that's part of learning and living is that I understand we're different. And that's just who you are. You've been like that since I've known you. You're a hugger. So if y'all see me and I hug you, then you know that that's... She's a hugger. Legit me. <laughs> and if you see me and I don't hug you, I got, I'll dap you up. But I'm not a hugger. If that. 
He's more of a head nodder. What's up? And keep it moving. And he don't mean any harm in the world, y'all. We're just opposites. That, that's all. Yes. I'm the mushy one, and he's the... Uh, Non-mushy one? The, yeah. I was going to say, you're again, you're the task or I'm the people person. You're the task person. Yeah. I'm just... Yep. So if you see me out in the street, or I'm just focused on whatever I'm trying to get accomplished. But that's so important. I like the fact that you say, and I know it's in the word, you said you studied me. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the learning process. Yeah. You have to study your spouse and you and get to know them. I mean, intimately know them and know that their authentic self so that you know that if they're saying something, they're not trying to offend you or if they do something a certain way because, um, can I use you as an example? Please do. Okay. I was going to use what so, 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 <laughs> so Doug is, a, is, is what he has been referred to as a sharp talker. He has a sharp tongue. He, he talks, uh, in my opinion, I call it blunt. Um, to him, it's like straight and to the point. But for me, I need it sugar-coated. I need you to say it to me sweet. Because, mm-hmm. again, I'm a hugger, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he'll say something, and then he'll keep it moving like nothing. And I'm like, dude, you just, that was rude. That was, um, and, and I didn't realize. And, and I've learned that's how he is. It doesn't change that it um, bothers, bothers me mm-hmm. sometimes. It hasn't changed that it bothers me sometime. And so we have this mutual understanding now that he says, when I do that, point it out to me because that's just who I am. And, you know, because I'm not trying to offend you. And I, in my sensitive self, have to learn. And I say have to because it's still a process that that's who Doug is and he didn't mean anything by it. Um, and on the flip side, he has to study me and learn, okay. I could clean it up a little bit because that's who she is. And although I didn't mean anything, she might still get offended. Y'all get get, me? I get in less trouble (laughs) when I start the conversation off thinking, how would Renee say this? I get in less trouble with you. But when I don't, you know, start a conversation off in my head, how would Renee say this? That's usually, I'll see a frown on your face. I'll see your lips purse. And I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. I said something. Mm -hmm. I got that from you. (laughs) <laughs> lips, lips, purse. Mm-hmm. What do you that's, mean you got it from me? Because that, that's what you do when you mad. You like purse your lips together or you close your mouth like like you holding your tongue and letting the Lord fight your battles kind of Sometimes thing. Sometimes you got to do that. That's true. That's true. But I think it's important for us to just to continue to study our spouses. That's part of the 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 loving and the learning and the living, and I think eventually we get to have some laughter out of it. Mm-hmm. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you.
we're out.